again, podcasting has been such a great vehicle for me, not just yeah. in business. And, and I'm sure we'll get to all the fun business stuff too, but uh, it's led to phenomenal relationship for me in love, uh, phenomenal friendships, phenomenal business partnerships, and really mind blowing. I mean, when I look at my Rolodex, I'm, it's 2022. When I look at my my cell phone uh, and the people <laughs> that I have in it that I can reach out to and text, mm. it's really mind blowing to me um, to say, wow, these people are are friends. Um, yeah. But that, the reality is I had to do the work first. What's actually holding me back from, if we're talking business, from getting to a million, 10 million, $20 million a year. Uh, and you have to figure out whatever that thing is that's holding you back. And then you have to do the work to overcome those limiting beliefs. Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Fonzie. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. Where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. But most importantly, we are here to have a good time with you. So go to contentsprofit.com and join the community. Or should I say the family? Oh, yeah. Hashtag fam fam. The family indeed. Hashtag fam fam. Hashtag family. We, we need like a picture of Toretto. <laughs> Every time that we say family, we just put like the picture of Toretto in, in here. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know who Toretto is, go watch Fast and Furious, and then and, <laughs> and, then, and then you're welcome back I, in I here. I feel like the whole world has seen and knows who Toretto. I is. hope so, guys. But today we're talking all about how podcasting ha can help you grow mm. as a person and your business. I Ooh. love it. This is kind of what we do. Honestly, this is kind of like the 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 headline to our podcasting journey. Pretty much, yes. Like if you want to sum up the last two years. Uh, yes, 100%. And if you are enjoying this show, make sure to follow on your favorite platforms, especially on the podcasting platforms, because every Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturday, as long as Fonzie hits the publish button, <laughs> we are there for you. So go ahead and follow the show and at BizBrosCo. That is right, guys. And if today's guest helped you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode with three friends. That is your ticket of admission. Thank you. That's right. So time to get this party started. Today, we have a veteran of podcasting, someone that mm, someone that makes our 250 episodes look like baby games compared to his hips, his massive journey in the podcasting world. Not to mention that he was introduced introduced to us by soon-to-be content is profit Hall of Famer Brian Bogard. So you know today's guest is the real deal. Yeah, buddy, he's here today to help you overcome your limiting beliefs, find fulfillment, become a podcasting rock star, and and, and maybe, quoting his own words, helping you find a partner that is way hotter than you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please welcome Inc. Magazine, top-rated podcast host, host of the Growth Now Movement podcast, the recently named by us, <laughs> Lord of the Mic himself, Justin Shank. <laughs> What's up? Fellas. <laughs> Fellas, I'm, I'm so excited to be here. That was the greatest intro to any show I've ever seen. And this should be the number one podcast on all platforms across the globe because that was incredible. So thank you. Appreciate you, Justin. Just so you know, we're going <laughs> to chop this up right here and we're going to run it as an ad. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I love it. This was our official tryout to the event that's about to happen. 
in your side of the court. So I'm just going to put that out there. I didn't want to say it out there. But, you know, we'll talk about the event just a little bit down the road because this is something that, you know, mm. every listener should not, like, miss at all. So I'm just going to put, like, the little the yeah. little o- hook. Open loop. Open loop in there. Uh, <laughs> but, Justin, it's a pleasure, man, to, to have you here on the show. Uh, for those who don't know you or don't know your show, which you should, by the way, scroll down and click those links. Uh, do you want to share a little bit of your story, how you started this, like, journey with your company and with your show? Yeah, man. I love that you call it a journey because that's exactly what it is, right? So I started podcasting six years ago. I think we just recently passed six years or coming up on six years. And to kind of tell you the time frame, like six years doesn't sound like a lot. But when I started podcasting, I would tell people I had a podcast and their response would be, what's a podcast? Uh, and how I podcast, I tell people that I, I have a show and they go, uh, you and everybody else, right? Like the platform of podcasting is yeah. blown up. Um, and honestly, I, I had no idea what I was doing when I started. It was really throwing an idea up against the wall and, and seeing what stuck and what didn't. Like many people do as, as younger entrepreneurs, and not that I was super young, then I was 30 then. Um, but but it, it truly has been a journey. And, and the thing was, I, I the original idea behind my podcast was I was going inter- to interview entrepreneurs, mm. pick their brains, uh, figure out what it was that made them successful in their business. Because at that point in my life, I had three failed businesses and I was like, clearly I'm doing something wrong. Uh, and this this is a cool platform to be able to pick people's brains. And, and what ended up happening actually was six months before I launched the show, my mom uh, lost a 20 year battle to opioids. Uh, and it completely changed my mindset into life. It completely gave me a different idea of what life was. And I realized up until that point, I was chasing what society says I should chase, right? Which is the money, the cars, the girls, the house, the things that society says, once you get all these things, you're going to find happiness. And and that's just not the case. And, and everything shifted. And I started being really curious about what was it like to find happiness or be happy or find fulfillment Absolutely. in those rock bottom moments when things weren't going right, when the universe decides to knock you on your ass. And, and the truth is, it, it really became a journey for me to discover that for myself. Uh, and that's kind of the how the show took on a, 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 a it became a beast in its own is in its own right right I've had people cry on my show that have never cried on shows before and you know I'm, mm. I promise you I won't cry today <laughs> um, and 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 it's just really been a journey to be able to pick the brains of the masters yeah. uh, and the show's been able to grow over the years and I've built multiple businesses around it and I've just been really really grateful for the human connection I've been able been able to create through the Zoom and through microphones and all the things in between, dude. I love this. This is also amazing. And it's funny because this morning uh, I was working at the coffee shop that I go every single morning and this random girl came up and like, she confused me with somebody else. It happens. Were, I have a, com- excited? I have a common face. You flush? Uh, no, I was like, Hey, Hey, how don't you recognize me? You don't, <laughs> you don't listen to content this profit. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Uh, but then we, we started talking and you know, the topic that I do a podcast, um, popped up and she was like oh wow that is so cool uh you know what what's it about what's exciting about it and it was the same words that you just said right and i was like is that journey that growth that come with it you like it is i thought it is difficult to comprehend right now but once you start to speaking on a weekly basis to people that achieve incredible things that are people that you never knew you had the opportunity to connect with is so rewarding right it's like This is how I told her. I said, have you heard the saying that is you're the average of the five people you hang out with? Well, 
guess what? Podcasting is like the best way to level up the five people you hang out with and make it, uh, in our case, 250 people. In your case, probably <laughs> around 400 people, right? So yeah. how epic is that? How great of an opportunity it is to have access to people that have incredible knowledge, incredible experiences. And as, as I was driving here to the, to the studio, I started thinking, wow, each and every person that we've interviewed literally is their own world. Like they have their own reality, their own perspectives, their own lessons, their own challenges. How awesome it is that we get to discover all these things mm. on a conversation on a weekly basis, right? Like how awesome that is. So I, th I think you put it in beautiful worlds, man. And, and, and I'm so excited because I, I really try to like show the passion that we have for podcasting to others. And I feel like sometimes it's overwhelming because they don't fully understand. They're like, wait, what? Is that podcasting does all, does all that stuff? She even asked me, it's like, oh, it's one of those boring business podcasts. I was like, heck no. Go, go and listen to it. <laughs> Just I have a question, right? Because uh, you mentioned there on your story, right? Like you started this uh, as a way to, to help yourself first. And then uh, these opportunities kind of like came about, right? And a lot of the conversations that we have people, like with people like the girl that Fonzie was talking about, I had a couple of them this morning in the coffee shop. <laughs> it tends to happen a lot. Uh, and they're like, but like, what's the benefit, right? How do you connect it to your business? Like we have a very specific way on how we can connect our show to our business. But I'm very curious, like, did you start this show on top of, for you, with the idea to develop something at some point or how did that happen? Yeah, man. So I, I've always had a desire because of the way that I was raised and, and, you know, going through the hardships that I went through as a kid, I always wanted to be somebody who can impact a life, somebody who can share their journey and share their message. And hopefully some people along the way will want to hire me to speak on a stage or whatever. And that was always in the back of my mind. But I didn't really think that I would hit record on a podcast and then people would really, truly start listening all over the place. Now, obviously, that didn't happen overnight. As a matter of fact, when I started the show, I, I had a co-host. Um, but we were on different wavelengths, right? And yeah. so the branding and the messaging was aligned to me. And then he was there asking questions that just weren't aligned. Like you guys are so obviously aligned and, and it makes sense for me to have a co-host. It, it didn't make sense. And we were about 40 or so episodes in together and it, it wasn't growing, right? I had like 40 some odd people listening every single episode. I found out later that about 80% of podcasts do less than hundred downloads, but I didn't know that at the time. And I was really just like, what am I doing? Like, what is, where is all this really going? I was getting a huge amount of, you know, uh, you know, excitement out of it. I was making great connections and some cool, cool things were happening, but I was like, what, what am I really doing? And what ended up happening was right about the time where I was like, should I quit this thing? Somebody reached out to me from Japan and they said, you know, because of your show, I decided not to take my life. Whoa. And it was in that moment that I was like, I'm going to show up every single week as my best self or however I am at that moment uh, and hopefully say something that that'll change a life and, and will ch in in retrospect, change the world. And obviously, since then, and, and the, the once the messaging and the branding aligned and all those things, and I asked my co-host to take a step back, I began to grow organically. And then some cool things happened, like Inc. Magazine and all these other cool things uh, that helped grow my show. Yeah. But, but realistically, I had no idea where it would lead. But here, here's really the secret, like as an entrepreneur, especially a young entrepreneur, just show up. Show up as your best self every single day. An opportunity is going to present itself. And as long as everything's in alignment with what you believe and your values, then it's going to work out. Now, have there been failed businesses? For sure. Since the beginning of the pandemic, 
Um, I've had two failed businesses, uh, but I've also had three successful business launches. And so as we look at that, we go, wow, as long as I can say yes to what's in alignment, I'm at least feeling really good about my actions every single day. So Absolutely. podcasting uh, gives that opportunity, right? Because I'm connecting with these great people who say, hey, come on board, right? A business partner now of mine's Brian Bogert. Uh, and yes. he's somebody I, he got, he, I think he pitched himself to my show as he's the master of this uh, <laughs> and, and really connected with him. And now he's a business partner. Nice. But but the opportunities began to present themselves because I showed up and put myself out there. And that's really the part people miss. They're afraid to show up. They're afraid to take a chance. People might judge them. God forbid they fail. And the reality is I had a co-host when I started my podcast because if I failed, it wasn't me that was failing. It was us that was failing. So it wouldn't look yeah. as bad. And and so the the really the, the key to success in life uh, is, is showing up. Uh, and being true to yourself and whether there's one person listening or 10,000 people listening or, you know, now I'm over 2 million downloads and my show gets played in wow. 100 countries every single week, which I'm insanely grateful for. But I'm going to show up even if all those people disappear tomorrow and there's still one person listening, yeah. um, because that's really the goal of life is to inspire at least one person. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, I, I have a question. I actually have two questions. The, the, the first one, the, they're short, don't worry, I'll let you talking a little bit here. Um, but... Just you said, still happen. You like, said two million I, downloads. Is this like total or per month? Oh, total. I'm not that good. I'm not, I'm not Joe <laughs> that's Rogan. That's still right? so uh, huge, that's, though. That's incredible. That's still that's, absolutely um, amazing. Like, yeah. first of all, is that perspective, right? And we actually started thinking this way when we started putting content out there because it's mm -hmm. like you always see that number in the corner, right? And at first, it's like just one person, maybe zero maybe your mom and dad are watching at the same time together they right? don't understand <laughs> what you're saying because you're speaking english yeah exactly it's fine so <laughs> you know that that obviously it's like oh man this is so intimidating so what we started doing was asking ourselves well what if those people were in the room with us right like what if you had one person sitting in front of you looking at you and you were speaking all these things and and, and sharing all these stories with them that would be pretty intimidating like I would get the sweaty pits, right? So imagine <laughs> you always get the sweaty an pits. overall of two million people. Wow. Like th that is just outstanding. So congrats on that. Now, the second question, which I believe is a question that everybody might be asking themselves right now is, did you have the confidence to get the super hot girlfriend before <laughs> or after the podcast? What was it? <laughs> No, by the way, I've, I remember saying that, but I don't remember where I said it. So you guys have clearly done your homework. Did I, did, did I say it to you when we spoke, Fonzie? This, this was one of our super, superpowers, but uh, yeah. we, we might have to like say it. No, I'm kidding. So, so we sent a form for, uh, you know, that, to every, every one of our guests. And one of those is like, what are those, what, what is something, three things that you are very proud of? And your third one was that one. And I found it hilarious. So that's why I'm making so many references about it. Just as soon as we saw no, that, we're like, this is the perfect guest. This is the guy that's going to yeah. get everything and we're going to get along with. So this is so <laughs> good. <laughs> Dude, I, I knew I put it somewhere, but the funny thing is, And, and part of me answering that question was really tough because I'm not the master of tooting my own horn. Mm -hmm. um, like it's, I, I, I'm really humbled by the success that I've had and the accolades that I've gotten and, and the things that I've been able to build. And so when people are like, what are you most proud of? Or what are the things that like are crazy? Uh, it's, it's really hard for me to come up with them, but that's certainly one, right? And mm -hmm. so to answer your question, was I that guy before? No, I ended up connecting with somebody on the podcast, again, utilizing this great platform. 
Yeah. And I realized I was really, really bad at relationships. Like mm-hmm. I was just, you know, setting my relationships on fire left and right, self-sabotaging, doing all the things that people do in relationships when they're not confident in who they are. And I interviewed this person who talked about, she talked about relationships and spirituality. And I ended up hiring her as a coach. And she said, well, write down who, who do you want in a woman? Like, who do you want in a partner? And I wrote down the list and she's like, cool. Now look at that and soak that in. And then ask yourself, are you the person that deserves that woman? Wow. It's a tough question when you really look at yourself. And the answer was a, a very like loud no. I wasn't that person. And I ended up doing a lot of the work uh, to get to where I am to now have a very healthy relationship with somebody who's way more attractive than I am. And so that is that's just the reality. But it, again, it was podcasting that that led to that. So it's funny that you asked that question. Um, and, I mean, I put it down as a tongue in cheek joke, but it's also yeah. very, very true. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, uh, again, podcasting has been such a great vehicle for me not just yeah. in business. And, and I'm sure we'll get to all the fun business stuff too, but uh, it's led to phenomenal relationship for me in love, uh, phenomenal friendships, phenomenal business partnerships, and really mind blowing. I mean, when I look at my Rolodex, it's 2022. When I look at my, my cell phone uh, and the people <laughs> that I have in it that I can reach out to and text, mm. it's really mind blowing to me um, to say, wow, these people are our friends. Um, yeah. But that, the reality is I had to do the work first. And so yeah. if you go early into my relation or into my relationship, when you go early into my podcast, all those guests were for me. And you would see like clumps of episodes where I interviewed health experts and clumps of interviews where I relate, like uh, interviewed relationship experts and then business experts. Yeah. And these are yeah. the things that I needed to work on in the moment because I wasn't the person that I wanted to be. I wasn't the person. Like It was funny. I started to get all these accolades in podcasting long before I became the person that was deserving of mm-hmm. it. And so I got really, really lucky from that standpoint. But at the same time, I was doing the work. Awesome. And I think when you show up and you do the work, people realize that. Right. And like mm-hmm. hard workers recognize hard workers and authentic people recognize authentic people. And that's really when all these relationships started to form for me. Right. Like, honestly, if we met five years ago, we probably wouldn't have connected because I was lost, man. I was I was looking for my thing. And so even to this day, and I'm sure you'll ask me at the end of the show, where do people find you? Where can they follow you? And it's a very simple call to action. Go find my podcast uh, wherever you're listening to this, which is it's called the Growth Now Movement, and come along on the journey with yeah. me because that's my thing, man. I'm constantly growing, I'm constantly learning, and and so yes, a lot of the conversations still mm. to this day are for me. But I'll, I happen to have an audience too now, so I say, hey, what what do you want to hear more of? And I, yeah. I give them that as well. I love that, man, and, and that is the kind of like that testament to the journey, right? Document that journey. You had your own, you know, challenges that you wanted to figure it out, and you probably still do, right? And and you use that in part as a driving force. And then as you start connecting with people and you're like, wow, look at all these things that I'm getting, I'm learning. Let me, let me go for more. Right. Yeah. And I want to, I want to put, a, make a little tangent in here. Um, a, a business tangent. It's a business idea. Can Hashtag make, business idea tangent. Okay. Right after that, can I make a comment? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Absolutely. So <laughs> the, the, this is what came to my mind as you were talking about you having um, pretty much moments in your journey where you wanted to learn about relationship, health, business, right? If, you are a podcaster listening right now and you find yourself doing the same. Maybe it's a good idea. Maybe not. You know, I'm just putting it out there in the world for whoever wants to grab it. Pretty much package those segments, right? Like the relationship one, the health one, and, and create like a little series and then present that as an opt-in for somebody to get to know you, right? So now you can present them to the world like, hey, if you are looking to better your relationships, 
right? And find a super good looking partner. <laughs> Guess what? I got the perfect 10 episode series for you right here. And you can just check it out and then just give them the link. Uh, oh, that, that, that was my idea. That, oh. that was good. Good? I liked it. Let's go. Approved, Justin? Approved, Justin. I, I think it's great. I, okay. I wish I met you guys five years ago. Right? <laughs> like, I, like, I think that's an absolutely genius idea. Um, uh, but, and, and honestly, when you're starting a podcast now, that's what you have to do. You have to get creative on how you're packaging content, how yeah. you're showing it to the world. Uh, because, look, I started six years ago where the self-development space had like 10,000 podcasts. Right. There's now like 700,000 podcasts in the self-development space. And so yeah. it's a different world now. And so if you're able to package it better and, and more precise and really niche down and, and find those people, like you said, in these clumps, you're going to be able to build that out. I think that's an absolutely genius idea for anybody listening. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough that every week it's it's something different. Right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But, but I think I think when when we're looking at launching a show now or trying to grow a show now, that you have to be smart about it. You have to look at it differently. And you guys have mastered that, obviously. Uh, one of the greatest parts about being a podcaster is the content that you create and what you can use on social media and everything across the board. And um, these are still things that I'm I'm even mastering because the, the constant change of the algorithms and all that stuff in between. Um, but, but, but it starts with being unique. Uh, I sit down with a lot of people and I talk with them and their brands and what they're trying to build out. And we work on their podcasts and everything else in between. And um, a lot of them go, you know, I want to be the next Joe Rogan. And I was like, well, why don't you just be the next you? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that's what people are missing. And so it's really about being different and unique yeah. uh, and, you know, to keep tooting your guys' horns, like you guys are crushing that space of being uniquely you guys uh, and Thank packaging you. it the right way and, and understanding that. And so, yeah, that's a huge, a huge point to talk on. Yeah. I think uh, it's, it's worth to highlight, right? A lot of people might find overwhelm in something like that, where it's like, Oh man, what am I starting? Like, is this platform, like these guys have been doing it for X amount of years. Like, honestly, like it doesn't matter. Like start with one episode, so do the second one. As soon as you, you go past that seven episode threshold, right? Like 95% of those shows, like after seventh episode, that's it. Right. It's like, come on, can we pass? If you do it weekly, can we do the two months break after that? That's mm -hmm. a massive win. Right. And then that's why I think it's so important at first doing it for yourself like you started, like we started, right? Our first 20 episodes, it was just me. I'm fun in this round table with like superheroes in the back, just, you know, talking, you yeah. know, marketing, right? And then we're like, crap, uh, we run out of things to say. What's next? And we started bringing like the people that we have around us and then it, it grew and it grew and it grew. And then it made like we were able to find that flow. And then these ideas started to come in kind of yeah. like, like I'm assuming probably it happened to you. I want to really highlight something before we move on uh, on are you that person that deserves that, right? You put it in a way that it, it allowed you to to create and, and, and attract the relationship that you really want. But I think that's an exercise that's worth doing in any oh yeah in any any aspect of your life. Absolutely. Uh business side or even publishing wise, right? Like if if you want a million dollar business, a ten million dollar business, a hundred million dollar business, like what are those things and what do you need to do to become that, right? Like and Cause uh, you know, one of our early mentors told us that you, you know, you grow, your business grows to the extent that you do, right? And it's a constant work that you got to do and revisit and, and up your skills and the things. So I think that lesson, even though like it was like all jokes aside, like that was hilarious and so funny and, and so amazing for you. But at the same time, let's try and do that exercise. If you're listening, try to do it today for your business. Like, where do you want to go? Write down those things. And uh, who do you have to become to get there? So thank you for uh, that was a uh, that golden golden boulder moment. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and look, I'll I'll add to that really quick if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. You know, when I look at 
all those things. When we talk about, are you that person that deserves it? It comes back to limiting beliefs. It comes back to yes. those things that you're telling yourself. And, and you know, I, I started doing research in the beginning of COVID about limiting beliefs and where they come from and all the things in between. And I realized they come from four main places. One is childhood. It could be a very, very simple as you're walking down the mall with your mother and you're a little kid and your mom runs into a person she went to college or high school with and they go, oh my gosh, and they're excited to see each other. And you hide behind your mom's leg and your mom goes, oh, that's just Justin. He's just shy. Mm. It could have been something as simple as that in your life where all of a sudden you go, okay, I'm going to own that now. I'm a shy person. Mm. And you carry that with you forever. Uh, it's also those limiting beliefs that we have on ourselves, like that negative self-talk, right? You ask somebody out when you're younger, they said no. And all of a sudden, every single day, you start telling yourself you're ugly. You're not deserving of that relationship, whatever. And those things that you start to instill in yourself. The third thing is society. Society says, um, you know, English isn't your first language. You can't make it in business. Society says you're a minority. You can't make it in business. Society says you're a woman. You're, you can't be the head of the, the company. Society says you're, you grew up poor and your parent was a drug addict. You can't be successful. Uh, and we own those things. People grab onto those things and they go, yeah, I guess that's true because society says. And the fourth mm -hmm. thing is a the subconscious. There's a lot of things that happen into our lives that mm -hmm. we tend to forget about. We bury. Uh, and the hardest part of becoming that person you want to become is doing the uncomfortable work to figure out where did that come from? Why do I believe that about myself? What's actually holding me back from, if we're talking business, from getting to a million, 10 million, 20 million dollars a year? Uh, and you have to figure out whatever that thing is that's holding you back. And then you have to do the work to overcome those limiting beliefs. Mm. Here's the crutch in all of this. Um, they will keep coming, coming up <laughs> over and over and over again. There's still more limiting beliefs. I talk to billionaires and celebrities and people with millions of followers on social media. Clients of mine uh, are some of the biggest names in the influencer space at times. And they still have limiting beliefs because I get the insider conversations with them yeah. and they still have them. But the, the difference is they do the work. They get uncomfortable with themselves and they figure out where does this really come from? And then they do the uncomfortable part of breaking through those limiting beliefs and Absolutely. stopping that negative self-talk. Yeah, I think this aligns a lot with a conversation we had with Katie Richardson a few episodes ago, yeah. which is, you know, making that committed choice. So it's different to have the awareness of, you know, yeah, I know I had these things happen to me when I was growing up and, you know, that made me X, Y, and C nowadays that kind of like explains my behavior. Okay, cool. You're aware, but now you got to do something about it. You got to commit and make the choice of changing, right? And yeah. what you said, putting in the work. And it, it actually reminds me to something we heard from Tony Robbins a while back, right? Uh, we used to hear all the time, information is power, right? Knowledge is power. And one day we heard from Tony says, he's like, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power. Now you got to do something about it. You got to take action. So what you're telling me right now is the same thing. It's like, okay, now you discover, you got that awareness. You know that maybe you had this, you know, let's call it traumas, right? Traumas growing up that are affecting your, your beliefs right now, your behavior right now. Cool. You got potential power to do something about it and actually yeah. change your life. Now it takes a committed choice and be honest with yourself, right? And take the, the right action. I think it's very, very Just, powerful. Justin, you, you, I, I think you, do you, do you have kids? Do you have uh, so I have two bonus kids. Two yeah. bonus kids. <laughs> awesome. Okay. How old are they? 11 and eight. Oh, okay. Awesome. So I have a two year old expecting a, a, a second one in April. One of my biggest fears, right? Probably like, and I'm admitting this to the show probably for the first time is 
exclusive. Na- <laughs> yes, na- <laughs> na- navigating right, like through through life without tra- without creating those limiting beliefs on the kid, right? Like it's like, mm-hmm. for example, the the image that you that you pick the that you showed of like the mom standing and the kid behind your leg, right, being shy and whatnot. This that literally happened last weekend, right? And I'm going, I'm replaying as you're telling this story in my head, like, what did I do in that moment, right? And I didn't say anything, but my action was like, I'm just going to move a little bit to see like what he does, right? And then he'll just like go back to my leg again and I'll just move a little bit to the other side and to see, but um, I, I've been very aware of that, right? And and I think not only with with your kids, and but also with your teams, right? Like if you, like right now that, you know, over the last few years, we've been lucky enough to have a team, a wonderful team that, that we love. And it's those things like, what do we say to them? Like, how do we how do we encourage uh, to, to for them to challenge us and ideas for like to healthy conversations, all those things inside of a business that are rooted on that. And then mm-hmm. I, I think about like my family and then the people that were responsible for when the company and sometimes it might feel like a heavy lift. So are like what are some of the things that you do? to kind of cope with that on a day-to-day basis, whether that's with the family or even with your team. Yeah, I mean, I would say number one, we all make mistakes, right? We all say the wrong thing. We all react instead of be proactive in any given moment. Uh, you know, when you're talking about kids, they're gonna have some sort of neuroses. There's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be something wrong with them uh, because <laughs> of something you've done. That's just the reality. But I yeah. think having the open dialogue of like, look, it's okay to go see a therapist when you need to. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to do all these things. And it's also, great to understand that if you feel broken, that's okay too. Um, you know, I think the biggest mistake most people make, whether it's with your team or a kid or a friend, you know, it's, it's kind of telling them that they need, they need to change, they, that they need to change who they are. Um, instead of saying, look, you're beautiful just the way you are, but clearly you're not happy. So how do we work through those things to get you to the point where you're happy? And what does that mean? Um, but, but I think the thing is, again, telling people that they're not okay with who, where they are at the moment, right? They're, they are who they are for a reason. Yeah. Uh, and we have to be understanding of that. And so one thing, you know, you, t- you mentioned earlier, the five people you surround yourself with. So I've defined those five people and I purposely choose those five people and they change and they, they, they you know, they, they change throughout time. And as I grow, they change and they grow and et cetera. And so yeah, the five yeah. people I surround myself with uh, specifically, number one is the cheerleader. This is the person that literally will make you feel like you can run through a brick wall, right? Like you have an idea of like, I'm going to, I'm going to do a live event with 300 people and their immediate response is yes, you're the person to do that. As a matter of fact, I see you filling an arena, you know, and, and they pump mm-hmm. you up. That's your cheerleader. The second person is the softy. This is the person as you're going through hard times, the person you lay your head on their shoulder, the person who lets you cry. Mm-hmm. Now, I always like to say this person is not an enabler. Uh, they're not going to allow you to stay in that moment, but they'll be there to pick you up when you've fallen down. Uh, the third person uh, is the bruiser. This is the person that pushes you a little bit, right? Like, are uh, you sure that's the right idea? Are you sure that you are doing that the right way? Have you looked into this? That person who kind of challenges you and makes you a little uncomfortable, the asterisks to that person, they're not the abuser. Sometimes mm-hmm. we think a, a bruiser in our life is the person who's just mean. Uh, we want to make sure they're not actually tearing us down, right? They're there mm-hmm. in support of us. The fourth person is, is a mentor. Now, I look at a mentor as somebody who you're a friend with, um, who is you aspire to be in some way, shape, or form. Like mine currently is a guy named Fabio Viviani. Uh, a lot of people know him from America's Top Chef. He's a really good friend of mine. But he's a mentor of mine because I love how much he gives to others. And I aspire to continue to give more and more. Uh, and I do it at a, a high level, I feel like, but he does it at an even higher level. 
uh, and he's way busier than I am. He runs a business that does $300 million a year. But how do I remain being present? How do I remain giving? So he's a mentor of mine, right? Yeah. yeah. And then that fifth person is a coach. I think at any given time, you should have somebody that you have a financial transaction with who's helping you grow. Somebody who has, you have skin in the game who that person's helping you grow your business or your relationships or your whatever. And so I always say, be really mindful of those five people and define them. I don't encourage you to walk up to these people and say, hey, you're my cheerleader, because that makes everybody <laughs> feel awkward. Um, and, but but make sure you have those five people. And the reason I brought that up now mm. is because at any given time, you're those people for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if there's somebody who's really close, a child or a business partner or even your team, you play those roles at any given time. And so it's up to you to, to realize what do they need at this moment in order to grow in order to become the person they want to become not the person you want them to become the person you want they want to become and so you have to be aware of those roles that you play in other people's lives and again even you playing those roles they change throughout the course of the relationship sometimes even change throughout the course of the day and so you have to define am i being the right person for them at that moment mm. Man, this goes first of all. Exactly, it's a golden boulder. You brought your helmet, Justin. Moment. Put your helmets on, man. You just keep <laughs> dropping boulders in that over here. Uh, th- this is so aligned with an epiphany that I had not too long ago, right? And it was more related to to sales conversations. But you know, just to give a little bit of context, I've always felt super sketchy trying to sell anything, right? Uh, well. I'm gonna reframe that. When I was little, I didn't I didn't feel sketchy at all. Uh, even though we would go and buy counterfeit <laughs> soccer jerseys to sell them back at our school, I didn't I, at that moment in my life I didn't feel like That's bad about it. But I didn't I didn't know right. I was just like I feel like oh I can buy them cheap in here and then I can sell them for a profit. That's cool. But that was a good summer. But w- yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Yeah. But w- <laughs> when I came here to the states, the first thing that I had to sell was a $30 membership for a for a soccer franchise, right? We would go to daycares and we would, you know, sell them monthly memberships about 30 not, bucks. Not, not to the kids, to the parents. Yeah, to okay. the kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's make so, give, give me your lunch money. <laughs> uh, but it it was it was tough, man. Like I felt like I was just taken away from people, right? Now, in this entrepreneurial journey, part of it is learning how to sell. You need to learn how to sell if you're going to have a business, right? And I've been in it because personally for me has been very challenging. I think my brother is the the one that, you know, is scary the business in that <laughs> sense. And for me has been very challenging. But not too long ago, I started realizing a, a certain things and it, it aligns with what you just mentioned. It's like you need to see who they want to be and hold them accountable for that. Right. Or, or, or help them get towards that. And it's the same thing where you're having a sales conversation with somebody. You're asking them, okay, tell me, where do you want to be, right? Like, who is, what is the person that you want to become so you can achieve those goals, right? And then when it's time to make a decision, right? First of all, you need to keep in mind that it's all about them. Like, is what is best for them, not what is best to put cash in your pocket. So if it's not the best for you, you need to tell them if they're set on buying from you, you probably need to tell them like, Hey man, like this is not the right moment. It's not going to work out. And I know you want to get here. And I think this is what is going to be work best for you and send them the other way. Right. But at the same time, sometimes they're going to have a difficult time making a decision because they're living in their, their now their identity of that moment and not making a decision on who they want to become in the future. 
So you need to hold them accountable to that. And and that was a huge kind of epiphany that I had. And now I see it like that in my real life as well, right? With my girlfriend, right? When we're talking and she says something, it's like, okay, cool, but you told me you want to do this. And she does it to me. And guess what? It's very uncomfortable. It is very uncomfortable because you're like, oh, that you're right, right? <laughs> you, you have to like swallow your ego and it's like, okay, cool. Let me, let me do this. And I, I think it just goes hands in ha- hand in hand with you. And at the end of the day, if we boil it down to the principle is let's keep in mind what is best for the person that we're talking to, right? Like what is the best for them? And let me just be of service and help them out. Um, I wanted to make a little, quick little comment here on what you talk about. It's a, it's a, it's a fun uh, this, story. This could be just, be just be the fancy podcast. It could be. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I don't, I, usually as a guest, I do all the talking and this is great. Like everybody's getting good content and, I, and I'm good. Yeah, we, we try to keep it conversational here. Uh, yes, I, I do sometimes kind of like hug hug the mic. Jim here would say that, that I choke the mic <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I choke the mic. Um, but the, the, the story was you were talking about just what you mentioned to the, you know, the child having those experiences with your parent, something that I realized lately in my entrepreneurial career was that I procrastinate like crazy. Right. And that was one of my, that, that is still one of my biggest faults. And looking back at it, I'm like, where did I get this from? Right. And I love you that always you know it uh if you're watching this leave a comment right there but i love you but he used to tell me all the time it's like you're so lazy you're so lazy right we play soccer i would we would go practice with him i would miss the pass and he would say go get it and i would just walk to the ball instead of running and he's like you're lazy and then he would start throwing me rocks so i would start running right i was like oh he's throwing me rocks (laughs) and you know now i look back at it and i'm like wow I was literally told my whole life that I was lazy. So now I was like, okay, now I can kind of see where this, you know, behavior comes from. Um, And I'm trying to do obviously something about it, learning how to prioritize and organize myself and all that stuff. But it is intense. So I want to, you know, invite whoever is listening right now to actually sit down and maybe write down those behaviors that you're like, why am I doing this? Questioning yourself and try to go back and try to figure it out. It's, it's a fun yeah. exercise. Justin, what's what's something somebody can do? Like once they identify an element like that, for, for Fonzie, that's huge, right? Like I've also identified some of those in my own life, right? What are some steps that people can take to create that momentum, right? To, to start that change, to start that evolution. Yeah, I actually have a three-step process, which I have yet to name. So you guys can help me with that. Um, that that'll really kind of help you overcome those limiting beliefs. But first, I'll say this to... Anybody who procrastinates, right? Because I'm a victim of this as well. And I think as an entrepreneur, we a lot of times we we tend mm-hmm. to procrastinate um, because of how our brains work. A lot of times we're ADD and all the things in between. But I've, I have something called a 15-minute rule uh, where anything I procrastinate on, clearly I don't want to be doing it at that time. So I go, okay, you know what? I'm going to go do it for 15 minutes. And you realize if you go do it for 15 minutes, which is not a lot of time, you're either going to A, finish it because you're just going to, well, okay, well, well, I'm here anyway. Or B, you go, well, at least I got 15 minutes done. And both are a win, right? And so yeah. I, I do that with like working out where I'm like, I don't really want to work out right now. So I'll go down, I'll go down in my basement and I'll say, okay, I'm going to work out for 15 minutes. And I end up working out for 25, 30, 40 minutes, depending, mm-hmm. uh, because you just get yourself there. So, so that's a cool little hack as far as procrastination goes, just the 15 minute rule. But as far as in any limiting belief, when we're talking about those core 
things where where does it really come from? Mm. I have a three-step process. It's, it's very, very simple, but it's not easy. So mm. the first step is you have to get uncomfortable. You have to do something to get out of your comfort zone. And I'll give you a real life uh, instance of this in a second. But you have to absolutely get uncomfortable because you have to, you have to disrupt the patterns you've been doing your whole life. Yeah. The second thing is you have to surround yourself with the right people to help you through that discomfort, right? So who, who are those support people? Those five people we talked about earlier or one specific person you choose that is going to help you through this process. And the third thing is take action because nothing works unless you do. And so I'll give you an example of this. So my whole entire life, I, I battled weight, right? Like I'd gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight. Mm. And I'm like, why is it that every time I would start to get fit, I would derail, I'd start, I'd stop working out, I'd start drinking more beers than I normally do, I'd get the burger instead of the salad. Mm -hmm. And I'd start to really, really um, self destruct, right? I, I was doing it on my own, but I didn't know why. And I went back in my life, uh, once I figured out where these limiting beliefs come from. And I was like, where does this come from? Why am I self sabotaging? And I realized so part of my story or my journey, not really my story, I broke both my hips when I was a kid. One when I was 12, one when I was 14. And I remember after the surgery when I was 12 and going through all the things, and I grew up an active kid, played, you know, baseball and was, was rather good at it and all the things. Um, uh, after the surgery, after nine months, finally, I was able to walk without assistance, no, no crutches or a wheelchair or anything. Yeah. And my mom asked the doctor when we were out visiting him, my mom said, you know, what can he do or can't he do uh, in order to, oh, we have a visitor. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> He's like, get me out of here. I don't want to be on camera. Yeah, he's like, um, I'm done. Uh, he recently has <laughs> started to like, just like go explore the house on his own. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Back from commercial break. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. I was thinking because the kids are here and, and we tell them whenever I'm recording, hey, we're recording and they know to be quiet. But I was thinking like, what if they just walked in in the middle of one of these things? What would I do? I'd probably be meaner than you. I'd be like, get out of here. Uh, um, but It's all good. He's always happy and fun. And yeah, I, I doubt it, man. I, can, I, I cannot visualize you uh, being that person at all, man. Oh, I, I'm definitely that person. <laughs> I, I play bad cop all the time. Um, but but so what, what I was saying was, I was like, okay, I went back to this moment. My mom asked the doctor, like, what can he and can't he do now that he's walking again? And I remember specifically the doctor looking at me and looking at my mom and going, he can pretty much do anything except he's not an athlete. He won't be an athlete. Mm. And so in the back of my head, I've carried with me that I'll never be an athlete. Mm. Uh, and so every time I would start to get fit, or get past a barrier, I'd self-sabotage because God forbid I'm that person. Uh, and so in the beginning of last year, I, like everybody else, gained the COVID 2530. Uh, and I was like, this isn't good. I need to do something and I need, need to disrupt all this. And so I committed to doing 75 hard. Yes. So I got uncomfortable. I said, I'm going to do this challenge uh, and I'm going to get through it. And so the way I got uncomfortable was I committed to myself to do it. But then I also mentioned it on the podcast and I was like, hey, I'm doing 75 hard, mm. et cetera. And so got really uncomfortable and then surrounded myself with the right people. My girlfriend did it with me. Uh, so she was there along the way. And I remember day one, we were, we were on our walk. It's one of the, one of the workouts is outside. And so we, were, we do about a three mile walk still to this day, every morning. And, you know, we're out doing this walk and I looked at her, I go, babe, I'm an athlete. And she looked at me and she goes, yeah, you are. 
Yes. Uh, and so that's how you know you're with the right people, right? And then the third thing was I took action. I went and I completed it and I got in the best shape of my life. Nice. And since then, I, I can proudly say I've worked out three to six days a week, if not seven days a week, every single week since then. And so it's really about breaking through those. Uh, thank you. Yes. Uh, it, it's really yeah. about breaking through those things that we've carried with us forever. And so that's the three-step process that if you, again, the hard part is figuring out where does it come from? But the second thing is getting uncomfortable and, and really walking through those steps in order to break it yeah. and then continuously reminding yourself that you aren't that person. Oh, this, this is very powerful. Yeah. This, like I, I have a name for you. The three-step process to strengthness. Like awesomeness, but you're an ass name. Might need some work. Might need some work. We'll work on that one. Yeah, we'll uh, work on that yeah, one. We'll, we'll put I, it on the board. I, I apologize. Um, I apologize. <laughs> um, I want to I relate it to like our journey like with publishing, right? Podcasting. Because like we broke a, um, the day that we started podcasting, we broke like a three year thing of like publishing, like, consist like not publishing consistently, right? And we were working on content. At the time as well, which was crazy. We mm. were fulfilling for clients. We were hypocrites. Yes. Pretty much. Yes, pretty <laughs> much. And it took like this meeting with like eight different like business owners, right? That like, we were pitching this service. We were executing for one of them. And then one guy stands up and he's like, what about you guys? Where's your stuff? Why am I not seeing anything online, right? Maybe today I would have answered a little bit different, but that day felt like a massive gut punch and it changed everything. Like that's what you started and we did it. We were coming out of the 75 hard challenge at the time and we're like, wow. And we completed it and we're like, yeah, sweet. And then how can we mimic that on publishing? And for us, it meant going live for 45 days straight. Mm -hmm. And we tried it once, failed day 15, right? But guess what? We landed a client, right? And then we got, we got busy. I'm doing air quotations. And then, yep. you know, we restarted it because why, why don't we do the same things at work over and over? So we did it again. And the same thing, like we failed day, day 17, because another client came in and we're like, we told ourselves that story, like, oh, we're busy. We can't publish, right? And then COVID hit and a bunch of clients cancel within a week and I freak out. And that was a day that, you know, Fonzie grabbed me and he's one of those five people. I'm not going to tell him what, who he is, but uh, he's one of those. <laughs> and, uh, and we sat down and we're like, this is it. We have to start this show. And like, how can we commit to consistency, right? And that's why this month we're actually celebrating two years from the start of the show. And it has been better than, any, than anything. And I'm going through like this, these steps that you say, well, getting uncomfortable. The, the three steps to uh, shakeness. Sh I, I need to learn how to properly pr pr pronounce your name, man. It's too, it's too difficult. No, you got it right. That was great. <laughs> You're too nice, yes. You're too nice. But getting uncomfortable, right? Live in front of like maybe some people that knew us at the time, right? Uh, doing this whole new platform, new formats, very uncomfortable for us, right? At the, at the, at the beginning, right? Surround yeah. yourself with the right people to, to help you go through this process. In, the, in that moment, for me, it was Fonzie because like the, the moment I showed weakness, he was like, no, nah, man, we got to do it. The moment like he got weakness, I'm like, no, nah, man, we got to do it. We committed to this. We made it public. Like our coaches, the people that were in our world at the time decided to support. And then at the end, it's like we took action, right? We recorded no matter what three times a week there's been a few exceptions but like that that is a commitment so like this is a massive massive uh value point here that you brought into the show so thank you and i want everybody listening right now like if you are listening you're going through this like go through an activity in your in your day in your business in your life that you can apply this today today because now we're like where were we like why the show was not a thing like you know five years ago maybe we weren't the right we weren't in the right mindset at the time but that's the thing, like, okay, start yesterday, right? So yeah. this was so awesome. I mean, you asked yourself, 
where would I be if I wouldn't be doing this? Like, if we ask ourselves, where would we be if we didn't have this podcast? Man, honestly, I'm like, I have no freaking idea. Like, I have no, we would be struggling somewhere. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I'll be doing dancing for a little, what? What? Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, just, I know that we're, what's, we're what's like. What's the name of that club? <laughs> just so I can stay away. No, yeah, don't go. Don't, don't go home. <laughs> Uh, by the way, we're gonna be we're, we're gonna be at Popfish at the end of like around May or something. And Fonzi, he has a karaoke session for for us. Oh. Reserve for us. So if you so if you're listening, oh wow, the, the audience got, yeah karaoke time. <laughs> there, there's some videos out there of Fonzi breakdancing in the karaoke stage two years ago. Um, anyway, super Love like tangent tangent alert. Yeah, tangent alert. Uh, Justin, in, in general, obviously like we're we're coming down to an end of the show. This has been so awesome. So obviously yeah. doors are are open. If you want to come again, but yeah, one second, I'm going to put it out there for the audience as well. We told Justin that we might go, this conversation couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> Podcasting, you know, limiting beliefs, uh, live events. So Justin, we're definitely going to have yeah. to have you another time come back so we can talk about all the other things that we didn't get yeah. to talk about. We also teased at the beginning of the show that you have an event coming up Ooh. and it's going to be so awesome. So why don't you share a little bit of what we, like with us and the audience? Like what's that about? Yeah, man, it's so fun. We didn't even get into live events <laughs> no. and the, the business behind it and all the things, you know. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll give a little teaser, and then next time we'll, we'll dive into that topic next time I come back on. And, and obviously, I want everybody to be aware that you guys are coming on my show here in the future as well. And we haven't figured out that format yet. If we're, we're doing two episodes or you guys together, <laughs> we have to figure that out. But, uh, yeah, so essentially 2019, the, the show started to take off a little bit. And I said, I want, I want to bring people together. I want to find out who are these people listening how do I get people in a room together to connect and really begin to, to grow a community? Mm. Um, and so 2019, I, I did the first ever Growth Now Summit Live where I had, you know, celebrity speakers and it was just a phenomenal time. I call it a day long rock concert for entrepreneurs because yes. um, it's just a ton of fun and the content's great and the, the people are amazing. Uh, and so that has now gone into then COVID hit. and We did two virtual events. But now we're finally coming back together live with an incredible speaker lineup. People like Nick Santanastasso and Chris Van Vliet and Susie Miller and Ooh. just absolute rock stars who are going to not only be speaking on the stage, but also be there to connect, uh, build relationships and, and help individuals grow in whatever platform they are. We focus on the four pillars of life at this event, which is business, relationships, spirituality and wellness. Uh, and Day one of the event is workshops, so really that nitty gritty stuff, right? We have somebody talking about TEDx talks. We have somebody talking about how to how to throw a free virtual event that makes you a ton of money. We have somebody talking about building financial wealth. Uh, and then Saturday is the rock concert, right? The main stage, we've got live performers coming in from LA. Mm -hmm. uh, the first night, by the way, is a VIP welcome party, which is a ton of fun. Uh, and then Saturday night is a going away party. And then Sunday is a very exclusive invite only uh, mastermind day with the speakers mm -hmm. and some some select few people that I invite in. And so uh, just an absolutely amazing life changing event that is a ton of fun uh, and an opportunity for people to grow. It's called Growth Now Summit Live. If people are interested in, in finding out more, it's growthnowsummit.com. Uh, it's coming up May 20th to the 22nd. Uh, even though we're in the year, I still say 2022 because I like the, <laughs> the, the synchronicity. Synchronicity. Yeah. I can't speak. 2022 to 2022. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, it's truly a life-changing event. You're, the guy who introduces Brian Bogert is, is a part of a panel during the event. Adam Shively, who's a mutual friend, would be there. Um, and it really is just uh, an incredible time. So if people are interested in hearing more, it's growthnowsummit.com. Uh, they can buy a ticket to come join us live. There's also a free virtual option uh, just for the Saturday, but they'll be able yeah. to see the Saturday main stage and all that stuff. So 
really, really excited about that. And I appreciate the opportunity to, to pitch that a little bit. And look, I'll come back on the show and we'll talk about the science of live events and how I tell oh. people not to do them yes. um, be, because they are an absolute nightmare. But for me, it's a labor of love. And truly at the end of the day, it's, it's what I enjoy the most. It's what I'm most passionate yeah. about. Yes, this is going to be amazing. I also put down, we actually need to bring you back two more times because what <laughs> we need to talk on the on the more technical side of podcasting too right like yeah. today, today was all about that personal development baby you know we we oh, want yeah. people to grow we want their business to grow so I your know. business grows to the extent that you do so uh we are i love this i love this and by the way you can pitch all you want like this is gonna be <laughs> awesome like people need to go events people need to like go connect people need to network like podcasting is very powerful uh platform but also live events is incredible every time we go to a live event Everything that comes after, like in the next month, is amazing. Whether that's connection, partnerships, clients, like a, a lot, right? And uh, so please. We always come back like super energized yes. and ready to take over the world. You're, it, yeah, it's a great environment yeah. and amazing energy. So, so, so go to the link. If you if you can go on location, go to the link. And if you cannot go on location, go to the free version. Like it's like, uh, it's going to be amazing. So, okay. As an action point, I have, I have a very specific question because I've been getting this question lately a lot and i don't know if because of the type of conversations i've been having either online or offline with the show but you've had incredible guests on your show right and uh, to bring people into our show it seems is, i'm gonna sound so bad saying this but it's never been an issue right and, and uh, like for some reason like it's never been an issue right like we've been able to talk to every single person that we wanted to talk to on the show everybody has come on like it's like a hundred percent people are like what no you're you're lying and i'm like no i'm actually really proud of that and it's super awesome right but people tend to have that that question or that i don't know fear and for me i have an answer that i can share after you share yours so i don't prime it but how do you get all these amazing people into into your show? Yeah. Is it a mix of elements? Is it just one thing? Like, what is it? The, just so you yeah. know, the, the girl that I, you know, randomly met at the coffee shop today that she said I had a common face and she didn't listen to Content This Profit yet, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> she asked me the same question. She was like, how do you meet all these amazing people? Yeah, so... So yes to all the places that it comes from, right? Like it comes from a multitude of places, whether it be uh, introductions, referrals, uh, or just cold reaching out. And it's still the number one way is cold reaching out. I'm, I'm really, really picky with who I bring onto my show um, because I, I respect my audience at such a high level that I want to make sure that I'm bringing on the right people and I want to make yeah. sure they have hearts of gold and they're there to give instead of take. Um And so I get pitched probably, dude, yesterday was the most annoying day. I probably got 40 emails yesterday of people pitching to be on my show. Like it's, wow. it's absurd um, how many times I get pitched. And I'm not saying that to impress anybody, but really to impress upon the fact that if you're passionate about what you're doing, people will find out and they'll try and be yeah. a part of it. Yeah. Um, now I've been pitched by some amazing people that I've accepted, like Sean T or drama from Robin Big. Like those people mm. pitch me. Um, and so that's kind yes. of mind blowing. Um, but I specifically, when I reach out to people, I reach out to them on social media. I tend to reach out to them on social media. So here's a little tip. I, I reach out to them on social media where they're followed the least. Um, just because that means there's less noise in their inbox. And I found out just through multiple conversations with people with millions of followers, their inbox isn't flooded with quality very often. Um, and so if you can break through the noise mm -hmm. and you do that by a multitude of ways, you guys break through the noise uh, because you do the one thing right that I tell everybody to do right. Brand yourself properly. Show yourself to be professional. Like if you're not branded properly, they're not going to pay you any mind. 
If you look like you have a $5 logo from Fiverr for your podcast, they're going to treat you like you have a $5 logo from Fiverr. Uh, and so make sure you're, you're branding yourself properly uh, and you're approaching them properly. And what I do is I actually send a very specific message to every single person, which people can find the exact message. I, I've given it out for free. They can go to purposedrivenpodcaster.com slash invite. Um, and they can download exact verbatim word for word what I what I send to every single person in their inbox, whether it be email or mm-hmm. Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever. Um, and, but but here's really the important line that I say. I say, I would be honored if you take a couple minutes out of your day to help inspire my audience. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it takes me out of the equation. It's not about me. It even takes them out of the equation. It's not about them. It's about my audience. It's about inspiring yeah. the world and making a difference. And so when I do that, they tend to reply. And I've gotten some phenomenal people that reply very, very quickly that I respect at a high level. Um, uh, it, and they say, yeah, I would love to. And some of them say, hey, email this person. They'll get it scheduled. Or they'll say, when do you want to do it? Or whatever. And and very, I don't know if I've ever gotten a no. Um, I've certainly been ghosted. Like people just don't <laughs> reply or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but I would say the, the acceptance ratio is very, very huge. Uh, and this is long before any of my accolades, by the way. I've always had big name guests on my show, even from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but the part that I want to point out um, is you just have to ask. So many people go, how do you get these big name people in your show? And I go, well, I ask them. And then, and I go, do you ask them? And they go, well, no. (laughs) And I was like, well, they're not going to just knock on your door and say, can I come on your podcast? It does 40 downloads an episode. Like you have to go to them uh, and knock on their door and ask. Uh, And the worst thing that can happen is they can say no. And so, um, so yeah, so those are the the tips that I would share with individuals is don't make it about yourself, make it about them, Uh, make it about your audience. Sorry. And uh, you know, preposition it the right way and really approach them in, in a kind way yeah I, I think it comes back to treat others how you would like to be treated as well like why are you going to reach out to somebody to be on their show in a way that you probably would hate if somebody else does it to you right it's like approach it the same way right well, like you said compassion and kindness is like hey man like I think I can, you know, I would love to inspire your audience, right? And uh, yeah. honestly, I'm going to be honest, we don't have that much uh, experience pitching ourselves to other shows. We, we try to bring the people more to, to our platform. but That might change very but, quickly. Yeah, but, but we approach it with that sense as yeah. well. It's like, what's in it for them as well? Like, what do they have to win by coming to, to the platform? And yeah. at the end of the day, they are doing us a favor by showing up here and you know, sharing their message. So that being said, thank you so much, Justin. Pa- powerful, Justin. Last, no, last yeah. One. Let me let me add to that too, man. And I know we're we're past the end of the show, but I I, I love this conversation, so we're going to keep going. Sounds um, good. But <laughs> you know, uh, you you mentioned you know you don't have a, a ton of uh, reach out to podcasters to get on their shows. I've been over on over a hundred podcasts. Um, probably it's probably about one hundred and twenty now or one hundred twenty five as a guest, and I've never pitched myself once. Mm. And so what I say to podcasters is you have the greatest tool to get on any podcast you want, and that's your podcast. And so reach out to people you admire, and maybe they have a podcast, and build Mm -hmm. that relationship. And what's going to happen is you're going to have a great conversation with them. You're going to build rapport, uh, and then they're going to say, hey, we would love it if you would come on my podcast as well. Um, And that's actually why we're here, and you guys have yet to be on my podcast, but Fonzie, you you and I got introduced by Brian Bogert, Mm -hmm. and I, I think I said I'd love to have you on your show, and you said I'd love to have you on my show. And that's just how it works. Like, it wasn't about me being like, hey, let me get on your podcast, guys. Uh, It just doesn't work that way. 
And so it's really about being kind, giving as much as you possibly can. Like people ask all the time, how are you friends with Ed Milet? And how are you friends with Gabby Bernstein and all these incredible people? And the reality is that I don't ever ask them for a dang thing. Uh, and I ask them what I can do for them over and over and over again. And I, and I, and I, come from a very, very genuine place. Uh, and it's really about giving unconditionally. And then those relationships fall into place. And as you grow and the accolades happen, people will start to reach out and say, Hey, can you be on my podcast? Like I'm on, I'm on a website called Podmatch because my buddy owns it. (laughs) Alex, Alex, let's go. Alex is great. (laughs) Alex is great. And so I'm on there. And actually the other day I went on for the first time in a while and I opened up and there were 10 invites to podcasts just because my profile's on there. Right. So, um, there's ways to just get on shows without having to pitch yourself because I get so annoyed by people who pitch me. I refuse to pitch anybody. Uh, For me, it's about building strong relationships and just seeing where that leads. Yeah. Fun fact. I'm actually in the same soccer team with Alex uh, playing in the weekends. (laughs) I love it. Alex is such a good guy, man. I spoke at their first virtual event. They just did. I was one of the speakers. It was great. That's amazing. amazing. And his journey has been, has been awesome as well with like his transition and his, the platform that he's created. So, you Mm -hmm. know, huge shout out. If everybody's into podcasting, you got to go check it out. Pot match. It's an incredible resource, especially for what we're talking about today, which seems to be one of the hardest like hurdles from people starting their own platform. So Justin, so awesome. Thank you so much for that. I have one last question for you, uh, for the show. It's where, where will you be if you never started publishing? (laughs) Uh, I would still be that lost broken man, uh, trying to figure out how to be an entrepreneur so I can impress other people. Um, I wouldn't be the person I am today on, on any level. Uh, and it's funny, I'm, get, I'm actually kind of getting a little emotional. And I'm not a crier, but I'm getting to the emotional level for me in which I reach because um, if I didn't buy a $60 microphone six years ago, uh, I wouldn't be an entrepreneur. I wouldn't have grown into the person where I'm proud of who I am. Uh, and, and that has nothing to do with my business success. Um, I mean, if I never hit record, um, my life would, I would be miserable. Uh, and, and, and I would, I would ultimately hate myself in so many levels. And so I I talk about podcasting all the time, still a, it's part of my business, but because it's such a powerful medium, Mm. um, to say yes to yourself, to hit record, uh, to make amazing connections, to hopefully inspire one or two people along the way. Uh, that is, that is really my passion. And I would be a lost soul if I didn't hit record six years ago, man. So thank you for asking that question. Thank you. Hey, we, we we love listening to to these answers. It's just fire, right? Motivation. Um, for those that are listening, it puts things into perspective. So thank you so much for being vulnerable. I know you said at some point in the episode that you weren't going to cry, but <laughs> let we me tell you, you. <laughs> you were close. It, you were close. We it almost is, got you. It is a safe space. So if you want to cry, it's okay. <laughs> Oh, we've cried many times <laughs> over here. Uh, yeah. Uh, hot messes. All right. Dude, where can people find you? Where can people connect? Obviously, we said multiple links uh, along the episode. They're going to be all right below. You got to do a scroll down and click on all of them, especially the events if you're listening to this interview uh, as we released it. Uh, so where where else can people learn more about you and, and what you guys do? Yeah, man, as I said earlier, wherever they're listening to this podcast, they can so- go search for the Growth Now Movement. Uh, and if they, they like what they have to hear, click subscribe and come on the journey with me. Uh, but more importantly, if, if they're into growing and making amazing connections, come to the live event and come give me a hug uh, and hang out with me for a couple of days. Uh, that's, that's really what this is all about. It's about community. 
and bringing people together and lifting each other up. So those would be the two best places. Perfect. I put a note down here, uh, a to-do uh, list, uh, a, a to-do item on my list, a uh, hug, just saying. So whenever <laughs> we go to the event, expect a hug. I'm looking uh, forward to it. Where, where do you run, please? I will. I okay. will. No worries. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, again, this was so amazing. Thank you so much for this conversation. Fonzie, you killed it, man. You didn't, you you didn't, choke, you didn't choke the, the, the mic today. Uh, you, did, you did a good job. Awesome. I know. I, I'm surprised that, that Jim here didn't make a comment of me choking the oh, mic Oh, he today. did. There's a hashtag in there. He did say that we need some shirts. Hashtag choke, choke the mic. I know. Uh, we, we need a bunch of t-shirts. <laughs> we, yeah, there's you a, need that t-shirt, actually. People yeah, would buy that. Yes, there's a bunch of gear that yeah. we've... Uh, there's another page, a Notion page somewhere. I, I actually had a, <laughs> a new idea when I read that. I just didn't share it. But since I shared the previous one, I'm going to... I'm gonna, you know, go into the the wilderness and share this idea as well. Create t-shirts specific. Create like a store, a content is profit store, and create t-shirts specific to the golden boulders that our awesome guests share. And everything that we sell goes either to a foundation or goes to the pocket of our guests. Oh. If you're in the audience, if you're listening and you have the ability to do and help with this, please send us a DM at Bizrusco. Uh This will be super awesome. We see Justin nodding his head. And he's like, yes, let's do <laughs> we this. We got the approval. So good. We got the, we so got the approval. So absolutely <laughs> copyright 2022 Fonzie. Awesome. All right, guys. With that said, thank Thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite social media and at BizBrosco. That is right. And if Justin here help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode with three friends and, and follow on your favorite platform. See ya. Bye, guys. <laughs>